This is the PGA of Canada Professional Development Podcast Series. Industry leaders, PGA professionals discussing technology, fitness, planning your business, building your career. These talks, these ideas, developed for you to live a better life and earn a better living. about this opportunity, so thank you. Uh, my name is Tom Schellenberg. I'm the general manager here at Deer Ridge Golf Club and have been in this role. I'm now in my fourth season with uh, with Deer Ridge. So uh, my thought is our reason for our call today is to discuss uh, inspiring change, motivating individuals, motivating your team, inspiring your team, and uh, ultimately striving for success at, uh, at a golf operation. And Obviously, that's a big, big topic, um, something I am passionate about and something that I believe we are doing here at Deer Ridge. And so I, I'm going to try to touch on some some things that we've adopted here at Deer Ridge Golf Club and then really kind of dive more into my personal leadership style and how I, uh, how I feel the need to lead and energize our team. So for us, it really starts with, uh, as all organizations have, is, is our core values. Um, the development of our core values, which we, we actually developed a new, a new set of values last year. And a lot of, a lot of companies have these. Um, you know, they tend to be pretty standard across the board. And I find, you know, at other organizations I've been, you know, you see common values as respect and integrity and all these good traits that come along. Um, which I completely agree with, but the way we've looked at the values is this defines who we are as a group of people. Uh, and, and I believe it's very important to emphasize and show the commitment uh, to, to these values from the management team, from myself in particular, and through other managers. Um, so I'll just give you an idea of a few of our values uh, before I kind of dive into the more specific stuff. But one that we have is, uh, so we, we've developed 10 values as a team, uh, and again, who we are. It's not what we do. This is just who we are as people. And the one that I love is uh, create fun and be you. So that's coming from our perspective that work is a place that we can all enjoy. Um, I've been in the golf industry for over 10 years now and have never got up for work and been upset about coming into my job. Um, it's something I, I love doing what I do and I think work can be a fun environment and that's what we try to create at our organization with every employee who steps in the door. But that comes from a few different places. One, it's got to come from everybody uh, and two, it does have to, it, it does have to be unique. Uh, to the individual who's coming. So that's the second part of that value, the create fun and be you. That's we want our staff and we motivate our staff to be the person they are that they are the most comfortable. So we want them to be who they are with their best friends, that same kind of person. Obviously, it doesn't mean, you know, they're coming in and uh, in sweatpants and not professionally dressed for the club industry. That just doesn't work. But it's uh, they can still act and be who they really are. Um, and that's where we've really tried to develop our values around making people feel comfortable, making them feel uh, at home in our club environment, which I think makes them enjoy it and, uh, and as I said before, will make them have fun here at work. 
A few other values I'll just touch on quickly. Um, things like build a positive team and family spirit. Uh, be passionate and determined. Be humble. That's our last one, number 10, be humble. And I think that one is, is very key as well because, it, it's, again, it's who we are as people. We don't need to gloat on our own successes. It's about, um, it's about doing what we do, and that's, and that's it. We can leave it there. So uh, that, that's kind of where we start is developing our core values. And I'm happy to send you any of these or talk further on them if you have any questions. But um, that's kind of the broad, broad perspective of our core values. And then, as I said, it does come down to our management commitment. So at orientation, uh, at a property-wide orientation, you know, we have 80 staff come, and we, we talk about these values in detail. And at the end, after we've all summarized, basically this is who we're looking for. I, I'm looking for people who dance to work every day. That's what, we, that's what we say is we want people who are excited to be here, who walk in the door and are energized to be here and work at the club. And after we go through these values, you know, that's not everybody. <laughs> not everybody wants to do that. And and that's fine. And so and so I mean I communicate to the to the team at that time, if if this sounds like an organization that you want to be a part of, that is great and we are thrilled to have you on board. If it's if it doesn't, you know, if you'd rather more clock in, clock out, get out the door and not put too much effort into your work, which is fine, um, then then let us know and we'll pay you two weeks pay right now to quit. Um and so we did that last year, and we did have one person quit, so one out of 80 is not, not so bad, but we paid them, and they went on their way. And I, I think that's really important to show management's commitment to these core values. Uh, the one that we're willing to pay for it, we'll fight for them, and we will get the people out who don't support these values. So that's it from, uh, from an organization perspective. Um, and now I'll, I'll kind of dive into myself. I, I mean, I, I'm young in my career. This is my first general manager job here at the Ridge Golf Club. And as I said, I'm in my fourth season. But some of the things I've kind of learned along the way and the way I try to motivate and lead our team, uh, and, and also just individuals, um, looking at this not only just within the golf industry, but helping people to find their passion and, uh, and really kind of pursue that effectively. So with that, I'll kind of hit on four main points. The first being finding the passion. Um, it's a hard thing to do. <laughs> a lot of people are searching for what they really are passionate about, what they can get out of bed in the morning and, and enjoy doing. And one idea that I've come across in my career is thinking about what what did you want to what did you want to do when you were a kid? What did you want to be when you were a kid? Um, and and it's not not the big, big, crazy dream as much, but more some of the values perhaps that you had as a kid that can that you think could still resonate with you now. Um, so, I mean, for example, when I was a kid, I wanted to be a vegetarian veterinarian. I don't know why I had to be a vegetarian as well, but, uh, for example, I'm, I'm not that, right? There, I, you know, as a kid, you always have some, some other things. I wanted to be a sumo wrestler. I'm far from that, right? All those other all those things. But the one thing that I did really always want to do, and I remember this even when I was eight years old, I was in third grade, I, I always wanted to help people. That's, that's, uh, that's what drives me is helping people. And when I was, like I said, when I was in third grade, I, I remember wanting to go over and volunteer in Africa. Um, I didn't know which country in Africa because my geography wasn't too good at that age, but 
it was something that I that stuck with me, and uh, and it's that value of wanting to help people and 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 genuinely just do what I can to to make other people better. Um, and so that still sticks with me now, and I think that's why I love what I do uh, is because I do see my my role as exactly that. You know, I, I have the opportunity to lead 80 staff members and then interact with 400 members on a daily basis. It's it's the opportunity to influence a lot of people, and and the way I look at it is from a helping perspective. So. That's the way I've been able to tie that into the passion that I had when I was a kid, and I think that's really those are the things that will stick with you throughout your career, so that you do have a long and happy uh, career. One of our our employees here, James Scrypeck, I'm sure many people uh, have heard of him. He's our director of instruction, and James is a phenomenal golfer and even better instructor. And he turned me on to this idea. He because he. He's always wanted to teach golf. Him and I have, have become good friends, and ever since I've known him, he's wanted to teach golf well before he got it to being a director of instruction. And uh, and you can just see it. He, he does a phenomenal job at it. Um, he walks around here, and he almost looks like he's on vacation, right, <laughs> which is which is what everybody wants. It's uh, because he's happy doing what he's doing, and, and I, I don't mean that as an insult at all. He's a very hardworking guy, but it's just because you can tell he's doing what he's meant to be doing. And so... That's that's one of my ways that I, I've discussed with some of our employees who are kind of trying to figure out where their where their next step is, where they want to go, is trying to connect with what what did you want to do as a kid? What were some of those values? So that's that's point one. Uh, point two is you know what's right. Ultimately, we all have our own moral compass. We all know what the right thing is to do. We know at least in this country. It's wrong to go outside and throw garbage on the ground. We know that that's wrong. And a big thing with this, it, it has to do with finding that individual success, is you are always branding yourself. Uh, so many people, you know, think they'll do, the, they'll do the right thing when they're in front of the right people, but then when they get behind closed doors, they'll do something else. Um, and, and those are the type of people that nobody will hire because you can't trust and you don't know what you're going to get from them. Um, but I just think it's really important. It's such an easy it, – it, it takes commitment, but it is an easy value to carry is always doing the right thing. So for, for people coming up in the golf industry, you know, that is never showing up late. That's always getting up and being clean-shaven and ready for work. That's always doing the right thing. And they know what it is. You know, you look in the mirror in the morning when you get up, and you, if you think, should I shave, the answer is probably yes. Um, it, it's pretty easy, and it's just not taking the lazy way out, I guess. Um, so that that's something that has definitely – driven me. Again, that came from one of the professors in college, uh, just, you know, letting us know that, of course, you always, that you are always branding yourself, and that's something that's kind of stayed with me. Uh, number three here is the power of thought. So, a lot of people talk about positive thinking, and, you know, this is not something where I'm just saying think positively, because that's, uh, we, we hear that all the time, although it's a good message, it, there's just not too much content to it. What I'm looking at is 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 the is how you think affects how you feel. So if I come into work today, I mean this morning, I'll even talk from an example. I, I come in, I've got some music on, I'm excited to be coming into work. It it's a, it affects how I feel. Although I woke up tired and and not maybe not as motivated when I get going and starting to the, the way I was thinking coming into work, I feel great today. I think we can all agree on that. So the way you think affects how you feel. Now, the way I feel coming into work affects how I act. So coming in with that energy, feeling a little more alive, 
it's going to affect how I act. If, if I came in kind of still carrying the tiredness that I had this morning, I'm going to act a little bit differently, right? I, I might uh, be a little bit lethargic. I might take on tasks a little slower. I might not be as excited and upbeat. So lastly, so that's the way you think affects how we feel, which affects how we act. And the last thing is that how, affect, how you act affects your outcome. And I, I think we can all, again, agree on that. And it, it's just a simple way of going through to think, to, to see the power of your thoughts. Ultimately, that's what I'm getting at is the power of thought. Um, and that links us to we have the choice. Every day we have the choice to accomplish what we want to accomplish, to be what we want to be. And I am such a firm believer in that. Uh, we, we can choose to wake up and come to work and be uh, upset or be, you know, not be motivated by the work we have to do or if it's a task that you don't enjoy doing, you can be down on it and get very little out of it. Or you can choose to come in and, and seize the day for everything that it can be and be happy and, and motivate people around you and um, and get more than what you even expected. And that, that's one thing I think is another key part of the power of thought is, is your, your reality will surpass what even you could dream of. Um, I've got a few examples I'll, I'll touch to a little bit later, but but it's uh, sticking to that, the power of thought, you know, the way you think affects how you feel, which affects how you act, ultimately affecting your outcome. And, and it's something that we, we all talk about here at the club and uh, and really try to strive for a positive, positive atmosphere because it ultimately is going to give us all the best success. Now, with that, part of my role is, I see it as being the chief energizing officer. If, if I come in with an energy that's not not as positive, not upbeat, not as happy, that gets it's contagious to every staff, and it starts. It's, I've got to be who, who I am. I've got to walk in the door and enjoy it, and that's why you know finding my passion in the golf industry, helping people, enjoying leading a club is is so important because I, I'm consistent. I'm day in and day out, and I'm happy to be here. And that's that's what we're trying to develop all of our staff to feel the same way, and we've, we've done a very good job of that now. It's uh, The team is great, and they're fun to work with. The fourth one, so we, we've had finding your passion through thinking about uh, what you wanted to do when you were a kid. Two, you know what's right. Three, the power of thought. Four is... When you're scared of something, move towards it. And this is not to say uh, if there's a cliff, go jump off it without a parachute or anything. It's, it's not from that perspective, and some people like to go that way with it. it it's, it's more the fact that fear is a reaction. It's a natural reaction. We all feel it. No matter The most powerful people in the world feel fear. And courage is the decision. So courage is taking that next step and pushing beyond those fears. And this is something, again, I actually learned in college through a professor. Uh, he said exactly that. When you're afraid of something, move towards it. And uh, it, it's a good skill to start to train yourself on. Um, I can guarantee you Tony Robbins, one of the biggest motivational speakers around, probably feels fear when he gets on stage, but he pushes past it. We all feel it, and it's, it's, it's important to realize that it's a natural reaction. Um, but the benefits that you receive as an individual from pushing beyond it is it, it, it's unbelievable. You, you know, you push your boundaries, you grow as a person, you, you don't limit yourself. And uh, I, I can give a small example. When I when I learned this in school, and this is just uh, you know just a, an honest one, is 
I remember thinking, okay, I've got to, I've got to push from, you know, if I'm scared of something, I'm going to move, move towards it. And it's hard. You, you, in your stomach, you feel your stomach turning into knots, and you, 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 you want to do everything. Your mind is doing everything to avoid what it is that's ahead of you. Um, and now I take those opportunities and act on them, but before I didn't. And so when I was in school, I remember after hearing this from this professor, I saw, I saw a cute girl walk into the library, and, uh, and I wanted to give her my number. And she was sitting at a table with a group of friends, so here's five girls, and it's just me. And I'm thinking, oh, God, you know, I was terrified. Um, but, but I ended up going up and giving her my number. And, and push, I remember, you know, I'm get up, and my heart's beating through my shirt, and I'm just like, oh, gosh, here we go. And I gave it to her, and I walked around, and I felt on top of the world. You know, when you, when you push beyond that fear, you feel so good. And it always feels easier. You think, oh, that wasn't so bad. And, and that's why I really do push our team to, uh, to push beyond their fears. And, and, and really, I think getting the most of someone in their personal life, trying to push them to be better people, it, it does facilitate over into work. And, and we, that's another one of our values is trying to make work about life uh, as opposed to um, – as opposed to the other way around. So uh, that gives you an idea on that. Um, so th those are kind of the, the four main, uh, I guess, values that I've, I, I really try to live by uh, when I'm doing my job here. Um, one other thing I did want to touch on is, uh, is leading millennials. Uh, I, I know it's, it's a common theme for uh, people in the golf industry now. I mean, we have 80 staff, as I said. 70 of them are part-time. And at least 60% of those are university students. So every year we're hiring lots of university students, and they're all millennials. Um, and so it, it, it's a it's a it's a tough it's a tough one. And I, I will actually say I am a millennial too, which is which is funny that I'm speaking about this topic. But I I think I, I have some more old school values, and maybe I'm a little bit older of a soul or something along those lines because I, I feel I'm more aligned with previous generations. But anyways. You, a common thing that you hear is, is a lot of a, a lot of managers that I'll speak with. They talk about that millennials can be such a pain. You know, they expect so much. Um, you know, you, you pay them a good. They get their paycheck every every week on or every two weeks on time, but they look at you like, what's next? What else are you doing for me? And it's, they they find it's really hard to keep them engaged. Um, what what I found is millennials, if we think about it, millennials have the access, like the access to information that millennials have versus a, a previous generations is unbelievable. I mean, the, the the content that we develop as a society now is so much more than what it's been even since year 2000. So we've developed a, a very fast-paced society, which I think has affected this generation in a very positive way. They're actually, millennials are a very smart generation because of this access to information and education that's at their fingertips. However, with this society we've created, they also want to move quickly. You know, where I've had people, I'll have, I'll have some of our new staff come into my office after two weeks and want to know what the next steps are for, for them, right? And you're thinking, what? You just, you just got your first paycheck. Where 20 years ago, if that kind of thing happened, you, you might get fired, right? You maybe talk about your next promotion a year later or, or, or a year later and it's going to happen in the next three to five years. So it's just it's a huge change, and I know some of the, the managers that I've spoke with who are older than me um, have trouble grasping that. Um, and the, the way I find is, is the best way to actually lead this group is, is to – the way we found to lead millennials that's been the most effective is, is showing recognition right away. So I, I, 
as I said, in two weeks, we will give them a raise right away if, if we see those leadership qualities because that recognition to them means so much. And, I, and I've, I've seen it personally. I mean, I've had someone in here right away and given them a raise and said, great, you know, great, you're doing a phenomenal job. We appreciate what you're doing. And they just say, it's, it's very nice to be recognized. You know, they're not even concerned about the dollar. It's not what it is. Um, and so I think that is a key thing is, is to not wait. Uh, I, I've seen it and I've felt it on my own end too where, you, you know, you'll see a star employee and you'll think, oh, yeah, I'll give them a raise after 90 days. 90 days is too long to wait now. Uh, for, for, I mean, if we're talking all of our, the, the majority of our staff who are, who are seasonal staff, if you wait 90 days, the season's already half over and they're probably already looking for other jobs. So. That's where I think it's key when you find the talented people to, to recognize and, and give them what you can right away. And then it's also about uh, knowing them, uh, understanding who they are. Uh, I, I build good relationships with all of our staff, but I, I know what they're going to school for. I know what they want to be because, you know, there's only so much we can do with our facility. We, we can't promote everybody. Not everybody can be the leader. Not everyone can get a dollar raise. Um, but what I find helps, too, is helping push them to pursue their career goals. A lot, a lot of these staff members of ours, you know, their career, their career goal is not to be in golf. They're here for three years maybe as a, as a seasonal job while they're through school, and then they're going on to something else. But I've worked with some of our staff on, on looking at their resumes and, and, you know, changing their cover letters to apply for the right job, helping them get jobs, and pushing them to, to get to that next career level. Uh, in their own career, and, and that is again something where they appreciate that recognition. Um, and, and these are the these are the, the, the techniques I've found have been very helpful with uh, with managing millennials, having them return, and having them actually come in and be excited about the day, as opposed to uh, the the other side that we talked about, where it feels like you, you pay them, you pay them, you might pay them fourteen dollars an hour, but you feel like you can't get anything out of them. So uh, that's the way that we uh, we engage our millennial staff. And the last point uh, that I want to make here, last year I was at the Club Managers Association of America World Conference on Club Management, and I got to meet Jim James, who is the Executive Director of Augusta National. Phenomenal, phenomenal speaker, great man. Uh, I got to meet him quickly, and which was you know, one of those things that I never thought I would have the ability to do or be uh, given that chance. And he left me with, with four points, and that's just something that I think is very important and a, gr a great way to think, and this is, again, what we try to facilitate with our staff, is care more than others think is wise or necessary, risk more than others think is safe, dream more than others think is practical, and expect more than others think is possible. And... I, I, it, it's such a great way to to look at uh, look at everything you do in life. As opposed, you know, it's, it's not like I said before. It's not just about work. Um, work is about life, and that's that's the culture we try to build here, and that's how we really in, inspire and motivate our employees the most. So yeah, through those points, through finding your passion as from when you were a kid, you know what's right. The power of thought, the way you think, affects how you feel, affects your how you act, which ultimately affects your outcome. And when you're scared of something, move towards it. Those are those are the ways that uh, 